Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good morning and welcome to Out of the Blue on Sunday 18th of February 2018. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 on your AM dial, or you can have a listen from our website, 3cr.org.au forward slash Radio Blue, where you'll find a number of previously broadcast episodes that have been uploaded as podcasts. My name is Andrew Christie from Melbourne Polytechnic and Marine Care Point Cook, and today's weather is gorgeous in Melbourne. Uh, we're headed for a top of 25 degrees. The wind coming from the south is pretty light this morning, but then it will intensify a bit and get a bit stronger, uh, particularly towards the late afternoon before backing off in the evening. So as I always say, be very careful when you're uh, out and about on Melbourne's uh, and Victoria's beautiful waterways. Today I'm joined in the studio by an old mate of mine from Deakin University, uh, Cameron Makepeace. Cameron, how are you today, mate? Yeah, good morning, Andrew, and thanks for having me on today. And, no, uh... no worries. Thanks very much for coming into the studio. Thanks. Um, so what I want to talk about today um, is a very uh, a nasty topic that's been sort of getting worse uh, steadily for quite some time now, and that is drowning. A lot of our listeners will be aware that we've had a pretty tough uh, little period over the, over the summer so far, and uh, indications are that that sadly may well continue for a while. We're going to talk about the issue of drowning and, and uh, more broadly swimming, and that's why Cameron's in the studio today. Uh, just for the benefit of our listeners, Cameron was asked about coming into the studio to just have a look at how all the live radio works and I said well if you're going to do that mate you might as well have a, a microphone in front of you and uh, Cameron's got a lot of experience in that uh, in that swimming side of things as I was just explaining so we'll have a good uh, chat to Cameron after this brief announcement. Like in Canada and in Australia they cannot discharge tailings directly into the riverways but in Pogara they discharge their tailings in the waterways and they kill us and they say it's okay you are just being killed for trespassing. Subscribe to 3CR, bringing you voices and opinions the mainstream media don't dare touch. They have the exclusive right to extract the minerals below six feet, but that exclusive right does not permit them also to kill people. Who does the killing? The company has uh, specially arranged security forces. Subscribe today. Call 9419-8377. You are listening to Out of the Blue on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. Okay, uh, Cameron, can you give us a bit of an, uh, just give us a brief outline of, uh, of your sort of experiences and, um, and what they've consisted of in, in the swimming side of things, I guess? Yeah, so like, uh, like all Australians, we grew up, you know, uh, living in the water over summer and uh, you know, thoroughly enjoy getting out in the water whenever we can. And you know, when we're at university, uh, you know, fond memories of going out and doing free diving uh, down off the coast there and 
uh, you know, thoroughly enjoy being in the water. It's a, it's a totally different environment to, to land and, you know, you're just totally comfortable under the water and, you know, all the life that you see and, um, you know, enjoying it immensely. Absolutely. We had some great, uh, great fun at uh, Deakin University's Warnable campus. Uh, unfortunately, the Warnable campus is under a bit of a cloud at the moment. They're not sure if they're going to sell it or move it on or close it up or what. Um, so uh, fingers crossed for all those, a uh, quick cheerio to all those people at uh, Deakin University's Warnable campus. So I hope they find a good uh, solution there. But the thing with Warrnambool is it's a wonderful location because you're right on the Southern Ocean. Um, you've got the, the Warrnambool Breakwater and Lady Bay and you've got uh, just down the coast a bit, you've got Peterborough and all these other areas that are just brilliant to explore as well. I do remember we once went snorkelling in the Hopkins River. <laughs> that, was a bit, uh, that was a bit spooky because, of course, visibility is absolutely naught. You True. cannot see a hand in front of your face. So uh, that, was a, that was a bit scary. But other than that, we had some, uh, yeah, some, some wonderful experiences experiences um so uh, you did the uh, the aquatic science degree cam yep. at beacon yep. yep and uh look i worked for uh in between when i was just doing that study you know, i worked at uh, uh pool back up at home where i grew up and uh, after doing a bit of university i worked overseas in america on summer camps as well working on uh, waterfronts there uh, you know teaching swimming boating uh, and lifeguarding at the same time when you know we could have uh, you know, 150 people in the water at the time and over summer at the pools always quite busy so uh, you know a lot of experience there Absolutely. So that's um, when obviously effectively functioning as a lifeguard at the pools when you were when you're on deck there. Yeah. So just yeah, ensuring everything went safely and you know if there was any incidents, deal with them. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, just make sure everyone's safe and enjoys their uh, time there. And then goes home at the end of the day with uh, no issues. Yep, excellent, excellent. So one thing you just mentioned before, Cameron, the, the one word that you used was uh, was was comfortable. Um, getting comfortable in the water. For those of our listeners out there who you know are, are giving serious consideration to getting into snorkeling or uh, have never been sort of strong swimmers and don't really have that comfort level in the water, what would your uh, what would your advice to them be? Well, I would say you know, it's never too late to learn. Uh, I, I don't believe you can say that you know um, I can't swim or I don't know how to swim. I think everyone's capable of learning how to swim, um, no matter how old you are. And it's just a matter of getting in there. And you, know, you don't have to be an Olympic swimmer after a week. Um, you just go down to your local aquatic centre and I'm sure they'll have learn to swim classes. And you know, even if you're a bit older, um, I'm sure the swim instructors would be you know, really happy to take you on board and, you know, at, take you to a level where you know you know how to stay in the water you're comfortable in the water um you know you're not going to be swimming um world record times but you know if you're comfortable and you know how to swim uh the basic strokes then you know that's what it's all about absolutely so that's the that's the best way forward start off in a in a pool and uh and and just get get used to the feel of the water and what you can do in the water what you can get away with what you can't get away with and then start looking towards um other you know obviously exploring the natural environment uh whether that be uh rivers or or the ocean uh, yeah, very, uh, very good stuff. So, um, uh, had any sort of experiences out of your time at uh, at pools that sort of stand out? Was there anything that ever sort of went wrong, or was it? Uh... Um, yeah, not not too much went wrong. It's like normally small incidences, but um, yeah, you have to be prepared for anything because uh, you know situations normally uh, evolve very rapidly, and uh, you have to be prepared to react you know, very quickly and you know, do it right 
and do it right the first time. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the big take-home messages. And it doesn't take doesn't take uh, very long for someone to actually uh, get a lung full of water no. and, and and start drowning. It's a, a frighteningly rapid uh, uh, pro uh, process. Sometimes that's that's part of the difficulty I guess um, so with that um, uh, with those sort of uh, experiences that you've had what is your your advice to someone who's wanting to get out into the into the ocean for example once they've been in and they're starting to get uh, reasonably comfortable with you know doing uh, backstroke or survival side stroke freestyle uh, breaststroke all these things they're starting to get the technique down pat what other advice do you have for people that are then wanting to okay make a day of the beach and so on and get down to the water yeah, I would say like yeah, you're always there to enjoy it, but know your limitations. Um, yeah, if it doesn't look right to go in the water, given the conditions, then don't. Um, and, you know, as they say, swim between the flags. You know, you should always try to swim at a patrol beach if you can. Uh, swim where the the lifeguards are on duty. Um, that's the best place to be because then you're being looked after. Uh, if you choose not to to swim there, then you know know the conditions. Um, always go with other people. Don't swim by yourself. It's just a recipe for disaster if something happens. Yeah, you know, and look after your mates and keep an eye on each other. Absolutely. Yep. Very good stuff. Very very good advice there. And I think uh, from from what you from what you've um, from what you can gain, Cameron, looking at uh, the uh, report from the Royal Life Saving. Uh, well, there's actually a report for the those of our listeners that want to download it, the Royal Lifesaving National Drowning Report 2017. Um, unfortunately, during 2017, 291 people uh, drowned um, nationwide. Now, that's a, a, a toll that is pretty similar. Um, it's been sort of orbiting around the, a similar figure to the, the number of people lost on Victorian roads. Um, so we're talking very high numbers here, 282 people in 2016 and 266 in 2015. So that's a, that's a hell of a lot of carnage there uh, that's unfortunately occurred within our waterways from your point of view from from having a look at the report and hearing various news media reports into drownings what is your uh, uh do you have a few um do you have any opinions on what might be causing this sort of thing to occur so frequently um oh, it's always i think yeah, you've just got to take into consideration that you know is that the conditions to swim in um you know i, I, I think a lot of these would probably be very preventable uh, in the first place, if people uh, had used their head and thought about what was going to happen first, obviously some of them are, are unfortunate accidents and you know, probably happened too quickly for to be stopped. But uh, I would imagine that a vast majority at some point in the chain of events for them to happen, um, if you'd broken that chain of events, you know, the drowning wouldn't have happened in the first place. So um, always um, you know, know your limitations and um you know take care of yourself absolutely so when you're out in the uh when you're down at the beach i mean uh, from what we can tell there's a, a number of people obviously are uh you know swimming in areas that are unpatrolled they're getting into major difficulties when they get stuck in a rip um can you tell our listeners what to look for when you're when you're going down to the beach what are the warning signs in terms of things like rips and dangerous undertows and currents yeah so so you should be swimming where the the lifeguards are because um they set up those swimming areas where there's no rip and uh, if, you've, if you don't know what a rip is, you can always look online. There's probably some things there to show you what they look like, but it's probably best to see them firsthand because once you've seen one, you'll know what they look like and you know, go down to the patrol beach and just ask the lifeguard, you know, is there, is there a rip nearby that you can show me and you know, go and have a look at it and look what it looks like and you know, that's what to avoid. Uh, you know, if you're unfortunately caught up in one, you know, just uh, the worst thing you can do is probably panic. Just 
go with the flow. Um, they will peter out. You might end up uh, off off the beach a, a little bit, but at the end of the day, you know, just relax and go with the the current, and then you uh, swim parallel to it and come back to the beach. But you know, the worst thing you can do is probably panic, um, and that that's that's when trouble begins. Absolutely. Yep. I think that's, uh, uh, I guess in a sense, you know, panic is the obvious thing to do because it's so, uh, you know, to, to not panic in some instances is very counterintuitive. Yep. Uh, if you suddenly find yourself being dragged out two, three, four hundred metres with a powerful rip, the instinct is to fight like hell. Uh, you realise that you're in the fight of your life, you, you, you struggle, you, you battle the water and no human being on the planet, there are 7.6 billion of us, no one can outswim a rip um, if, if, it's a, if it's a strong enough uh, rip current that's taking you out to sea so of course um it's it's a matter of controlling that panic controlling the fear uh slipping out of the rip by letting it take you a certain distance and then just moving parallel to the um to the to the beach um that's that's really all you have to do and just concentrate on keeping your head above water and air in your lungs and and that's about it it's it's really quite simple um i i guess the the thing with the rip isn't it you're looking if you're standing on the beach for the uninitiated like cameron said by all means jump online so you can get a good idea of what a rip actually looks like and i I did see a fantastic little thing online during the week where they put some food dye, um, some really bright green food dye, into the rip current and watched it watched it head out. And uh, they did it in a sort of a time lapse fashion, and you could see where it was. And it was very, I mean, really powerful and got offshore. You know, you're talking four or five hundred meters within only a few minutes. Um, it's it's quite uh, they they can be quite frightening in that uh, in that sense when they're really uh, we're really strong and powerful. So it is something to uh, to, to be very very aware of okay we might uh we might go to a song after the show today uh cameron and i and i'm sure a lot of others are going to be heading down to the uh royal australian air force um the raaf base and going going to check out the uh the roulettes who are going to be doing some uh, aerobatics and their uh, their displays so in uh, in keeping with that if any of our listeners want to check it out by all means head down and and suss it out but uh here's a, a song from the uh the alan parsons project this is eye in the sky interested in philanthropy do you want to be a major philanthropist well i can help you donate to the 3cr radio fund get a legal legitimate tax deduction by listening to your favorite radical program on community radio 3cr ring now 94198377 tell your friends tell your rich and powerful friends, you too are a rich and powerful philanthropist. Ring now, 94198377. Don't use the telephone. A bit passe. Well, go to 3cr.org.au. This is your chance to keep 3CR on air and get a legal, legitimate tax deduction. Donate now. 
You're listening to Out of the Blue on 3CR Community Radio, 855 on your AM dial. Uh, Cameron, last night we were having a chat at uh, the wonderful establishment called Hopheads, a lovely little craft beer place in Point Cook. And you, uh, over a few beverages, you were uh, telling me some really interesting info on how to affect rescues, which is obviously uh, absolutely crucial when we're entering into the discussion of drowning. Can you just uh, outline some of those uh, tips for people wanting to affect rescues in the water? Yeah, so um, I guess swimming with your friends and someone gets into trouble, I think the first thing you've always got to uh, say to yourself is that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, am I uh, going to make it back out of the water as well? Uh, I think the, the worst drowning incidents you hear of are the, the multiple drownings in the one uh, location uh, when someone's got into trouble and you know, someone's gone out to effect a rescue and unfortunately you know they've drowned as well and uh, it's, it's unfortunately all too common occurrence and you've really got to know those limitations on what you are capable of doing uh, and at the end of the day are you going to be able to make it out of the water as well because uh, the worst case is you know, emergency services have to to recover you know multiple um, drowning victims so you, you want to make sure that you're going to get out of the water and, and that said you know um, you want to you want to go out. Uh, best ones are if you don't have to uh, enter the water at all. Um, but you know, if you have to go out and rescue someone, you know, try to take something that floats with you, so you know it will keep uh, both of you on the water. And um, when you get near someone uh, that is in trouble, um, you know, the natural reaction uh, for that person is to find something that's floating to keep them uh, above the water. And um, what's the most handy thing? Uh, within arm's reach if you get near them, uh, it's actually you. <laughs> and uh, I think you're saying, you know, your, your brother had an experience where, um, you know, the person put them underwater very rapidly trying to keep themselves uh, above the water. So you, you, when you approach someone, you've got to do it very cautiously. You just don't go in there all guns blazing. Yep. You know, approach them cautiously and uh, try to calm them down um, so to the point where you know you can um, get in closer uh, and, and affect the rescue. But you know, uh, I would always you know, look to approach uh, like you're sitting down on the couch at home with your legs out in front of you and just treading water with your uh, arms but your feet out uh, in front of you, um, pointing directly towards the person um, that you are so that you know, if, if it's someone you don't know or you know, they do try to use you as a flotation device and you go <laughs> under, um, you, can, you can react accordingly and you know, disengage from them uh, till such point in time that they've calmed down. Uh, and you know, one of the best things you do is, you know, it's hard to say, but you know, if you, you, you kick them underwater or you know, back off and you go underwater because that's the last thing they want to do, you know, go um, take yourself backwards underwater and come back up six feet behind them. You know, you're away from them and just get them to calm down. Even if that takes time, sooner or later, hopefully they'll tire out and you can, you can, um, you can bring them in. But you know, always know those limitations of what you are capable of. And at the end of the day, you want to make sure you are going to come out of that water as well. Yep. Yep, absolutely. It seems seems to happen sometimes where there are those horribly tragic events where someone will actually swim out and rescue a person and be in the process of affecting the rescue, and then it all goes pear shaped, and the person actually doing the rescuing is the one that ends up drowning. The other person is, sometimes comes out of the water. Yep. Um, so it's quite a scary sort of scenario. Yeah, my brother David, he actually did uh, affect a rescue on an overseas holiday of all places. Um, he was uh, in the water and saw a, a, a man in 
real uh, getting into real difficulties and was able to grab him. And I think he really had to sort of manhandling a bit too because exactly he was trying to use Davo as a flotation device and it was causing problems for him. So he managed to uh, calm him down and dragged him into the shore and uh, yeah, he affected that rescue, which is uh, obviously very proud of him for uh, for, for doing so. Um, one of the I, I suppose the other one of the things you pointed out was that. Uh, as an absolute last resort, you get into the water. So if you've got something like a pole or... Yeah, uh, yeah. so if you, if you can use... Uh, getting into the water you know, is hopefully the last resort because that's putting you in harm's way, um, you know, having to potentially contact the, the person. So you know, if you can do it without getting in the water, that's the best scenario of all. So even and this especially counts for um, pools at home as well. So, you know, um, poles... Um, are, are wonderful because you can control the person. It's rigid. Um, there's no slack like a rope, but you know a rope's good as well. Uh, anything that floats, you know, if you can get that to them without getting into the water, um, you know, a flotation device with a rope on it, you can pull them back in. You know, that's the best way to do it. Um, hopefully, getting into the water is your absolute last resort. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. No, some very, very good uh, sage advice there on what to do. And I think when I was listening to you over the beers last night, Cameron, that was a really interesting thing how you mentioned, you know, if, you, if you've if you got your legs between you and the person, you know, if, if you can always apologise to them for kicking them later on. Um, but if, when it's a, a life and death struggle like that, um, sometimes these uh, these niceties have to go and it's just uh, it's just that raw struggle for survival and it's, it's using those techniques that enable you to, uh, to actually affect the... Uh, rescue what's your 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 take on uh there's been a bit of discussion about this in the media swimming classes in schools um where do you stand on that sort of thing well i was talking to with my uh, workmates during the week and um yeah we have fond memories of uh swimming at school when we were kids and and it was you know some of them were saying you know potentially multiple times in the week in summer we went down the pool to learn to swim and uh i I believe i'm not sure whether it's a, a decision for each school um, whether the curriculum allows it, but you know, I know a lot of schools they don't teach that swimming anymore, and uh, it, it's quite sad because you know it's a skill that I think everyone should have. Um, so I would recommend you know, if the school's not doing it, try to petition them to do it, and if not, uh, take your kids or even if you're an adult, go to those learn to swim classes and learn. Uh, you you can be comfortable in the water. Um, start in a shallow pool, you know, where you can stand up, and just build from it from there. But um, yeah, you you should be learning to swim and swim from an early age. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, you're comfortable in the water as much as you can be. Yep, absolutely. And I think the other thing to uh, to remember, uh, just as we uh, head towards closing up, uh, finishing up today's show, uh, I guess. The sea and and the water in general is a great leveller, and uh, sometimes uh, if you if you are a bit complacent or a bit cocky, uh, things can go uh, things can go uh, south really really quickly. I one incident that I had that stands out in my mind was where I uh, foolishly uh, mixed two things that you should never mix, and that is alcohol and swimming. And uh, I, I'd sort of become a bit complacent over the time because I've, I've considered myself to be very very comfortable in the water. There's no doubt about that with all the snorkeling and things that I do. But uh, most of the time, I'm snorkeling, of course, in salt water, which makes you uh, more buoyant. Of course, you can't sink in the uh, the Dead Sea because the salt concentration is so high. You're very buoyant, and you're wearing a wetsuit too. So it was one of those things where all of a sudden I was in a freshwater environment after drinking a skinful of beer on a Bucks uh, party um, up in Yarrawonga. Hopped into the water and got a really nasty shock when I started dropping like a rock and sinking. And there was that bit of a panic, sort of not a panic, but a, a thinking, yeah, this is not this is not the best place to find yourself in. 
so you do uh, you do have to be very very careful okay well that brings us to the end of out of the blue for this week uh, thanks very much for coming into the studio Cameron thanks Andy for having me no worries at all and uh, stay tuned for out of the pan and enjoy the rest of your Sunday listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.